Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Joining me today is AJ Forget a chef, writer, photographer, traveler, and dilettante. He is joining us today to talk about his most recent project called Bus Life Kitchen, which is a nomadic cookbook for those in schoolies, RVs, and those who choose to live on the road. AJ, thank you so much for joining me today. Really excited to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation with you as well. So, Tell me a little bit about you, a little bit of your background. I mean, just kind of how you ended up to where you are at this current point. You know, I grew up in a household where food was really important. Um, my dad was a big cook and my, all my older brothers loved to cook. So we all grew up really comfortable in the kitchen. Um, but it was never something that I really pursued professionally. Um, I spent my... 20s working as a wildland firefighter and um for those in the west probably most of the people listening to this podcast know a bit about what that's like but a lot of people don't necessarily understand that that means kind of living the road life you know all summer traveling around to different fires in different places and uh that was probably what originally got me hooked on you know being a nomad and spending so much time out in the wild everywhere uh, but then I, you know, turned 30 and all of that physical work uh, was just too much for me anymore. You know, I had back problems and just couldn't keep up. So uh, I took a step back and decided to get after what was, you know, my desire from childhood, which was to write. And the place that that made the most sense for me to do was uh, with my other passion of cooking. So started working on this cookbook and here we are. These recipes, are these like old school family recipes or are these recipes that you've developed and curated while just kind of living on the road? Kind of what are some of the, the histories of some of the recipes that you've assembled in this cookbook? So there are definitely some family recipes in there. I don't think that uh, you can make a cookbook without including at least a few treasured family recipes. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, recipes that I, you know, for familiar dishes largely from a bunch of different cuisines. Um, you know, there are 15 different cuisines, at least in the book, uh, spanning cuisine, you know, all over the globe. What unites them is that they're all developed to be cooked on a two or three burner stove top in a tiny kitchen. Cuisine for the modern nomad is the, the catchphrase that I've been using. And what would you say is average time to table? Mm. You know, it, it varies. There's a varied complexity in the recipes. Huh. Um, so there are some really simple like weeknight dinners that you can throw together. Things like, you know, a soba salad is one of the, you know, it's a Japanese recipe. It's mm -hmm. very simple to make and it's delicious and, you know, you can make it in 10 minutes. But uh, on the more complex end, there are some things that are more feast oriented, like uh, pumpkin creme brulees takes some time. It's a little bit more complex. And then I, you know, perhaps the crowning jewel of the cookbook is a, a stovetop roast turkey recipe. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. The, the first Thanksgiving in the bus, we did the whole thing with the roast turkey and everything. And, you know, it's a little bit challenging without an oven, but we pulled it off. Tell me a bit about some of your travels then in your school bus. So my fiance Ayana and I bought the bus back in uh, October of 2018. And it took us about a year and a half to finish the build. We were both working full time. So it was, you know, a weekend project and neither of us had any building experience coming in. So there was a lot to learn. Um, It's definitely a lot of very challenging moments, but also it was a very rewarding experience. Um, The unfortunate part of that timeline that I just gave you is that basically the day we finished the bus and got ready to hit the road was right when COVID hit the U.S. So the first six months in the bus, we lived in a driveway in Boulder, Colorado, which was not the most fun experience, but it did allow us to take some small local trips and sort of dip our toes and feel out the waters before fully committing. After that, uh, we got on the road full time. We've been on the road for about 18 months now. And then for the last eight months now, we've actually been uh, attached to a traveling circus, which has been an interesting experience. And that's taken us mostly down to the Southeast. And then you guys are planning to come out here to the Pacific Northwest this summer, correct? Yeah. So the the circus is headed up to the Northwest. Will you get some free time to kind of do a little weekend jaunts or explorations, or are you going to be pretty much tied to to the carny we should have some weekends but then i think that our spell with the circus is actually going to end in mid-july and uh, yeah and then we'll be up there to with unlimited free time to enjoy the northwest for the rest of summer well that'd be a good time because uh we washingtonians say that summer doesn't start until after fourth of july that's perfect so yeah our summers are like literally like the fifth of july all the way through until end of September to even middle of October. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, that's wonderful. So back to the cookbook with the Bus Life Kitchen. I got to ask, are there any Dutch oven recipes in there? Yeah, I, I use um, all of the baking happens and not, not necessarily a Dutch oven, but it's a, a very large cast iron. Yeah, okay, cool. With a lid. What is one of your favorite recipes that is in the book yeah that's that's a tough one to choose i know i'm a a little bit attached to all of them of course (laughs) so maybe then what is the fiance's favorite Mm. recipe in the book then to detach that one one degree of separation so we we were actually uh, recently in the newspaper in boulder and that was a question that they gave her and so you know i started going through the list of recipes and basically Every third recipe that I said, she was like, I put that on the list. That was one of my favorites. (laughs) Uh, But if I were to narrow it down to, uh, you know, the few that made it into that article, I think. um, There's this dish called Rajas con crema, which is uh, roasted poblano peppers that are then cooked with Mexican crema and a little bit of cheese and onions. And it makes this really delightful, you know, it could be a dip, but it it also makes a nice taco filling. It's vegetarian. It's not super complex, but it uh, is the best dish that I have ever found to get that 
amazing aroma of poblano peppers into you know something where you can actually taste it um that's definitely a favorite but uh you know mango sticky rice is her favorite dessert and that's an easy one to throw together i would say that my personal favorite the one that i'm most proud of is a uh, it's a vietnamese pesto on udon noodles with uh, clay pot pork which is so it's a very western style dish has a lot of southern vietnamese flavors and uh you know that one it's it's definitely on the highest tier of complexity in the cookbook, but it's my favorite. Are you able to find a lot of the um, ingredients while you're kind of on the road? Are there a ton of like specialty spices or things that might be a little bit more challenging to find if you are, you know, in a rural part of the United States? You know, that was definitely something that I was keeping in mind when developing these recipes, because I, you know, I want to bring in things from a lot of different cuisines, which do involve some specialty ingredients. And I have been really astounded by what is carried by, you know, your standard grocery store, or, you know, your Walmart in rural Nevada. Like you can find all sorts of these specialty ingredients. There are definitely some things that require you to find an Asian grocery store, you know, things like Sichuan peppercorns are not available at every Walmart, but you know, for say Japanese cuisine, you can get pretty much everything you need at Walmart. This idea for doing the Bus Life Kitchen cookbook kind of come to you. When 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 was that aha moment, that epiphany of like, you know what, I'm gonna do this? It was it was kind of a, a winding path that led me here. So when I first left my uh, career in Wildland Fire, I decided I started this project called Hook Rifle and Spade that was about you know learning to hunt, fish, and forage myself. And I really enjoyed that stuff, and I still really enjoy doing all those things. But what I found as I was working on that project is the part that I was enjoying most was learning these new recipes. Because, you know, when you're going out to find, you know, this mushroom or to try to catch a particular fish to cook, you have to be really ready to cook that well, because it may take you an entire day to find a couple of mushrooms. And so you have to have that recipe basically perfected before you put the mushroom in. And I found that part of it was uh, really rewarding. So as the as we got closer and closer to finishing the bus build, it started to make more sense to me that maybe the place to go was to focus on the food and let those other things return to being hobbies. Where can people find Bus Life Kitchen? Is it in print now? Where is it available? And kind of what are your futuristic plans with the cookbook, with your school bus? Also, where can people find you if they want to follow along in your adventures, et cetera? Well, uh, the best place to follow along um it's probably instagram that's where i'm most active and uh you know our handle is the.buslife.kitchen but also the buslifekitchen.com is my website where i post a lot of recipes and uh, that is also the best place to find the cookbook so that the book is scheduled to be released in late july or early august but uh there are potentially some supply chain issues they were facing uh, with COVID. And you know, these are uncertain times, but we are still hoping hoping for a late July, early August release on the book, the paperback. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as future plans, 
Um, I've started work on the second cookbook already, which uh, this time I'm focusing on regional cuisines and dishes throughout the U.S. Um, you know, things that we've discovered on our travels, interesting things that maybe not everybody's heard of, and also just, uh, you know, dishes that I've had in parts of the country that uh, really knocked my socks off. So I, I'm really excited about that next project. That's well in the future. I've only just started working on that. But. That's exciting. Yeah. Give me a couple of nuggets for cooking on the road. I think that one of the things that really helps us out is that when we want to eat a particular cuisine for a while, we just kind of commit to eating that cuisine. So if you want to, if you want to eat Chinese food, if you want to cook Chinese food, it helps to commit to eat a lot of Chinese food for a week because you have in such a small space having you know, the sauces, the specialty ingredients, the spices, all of that, it takes up a lot of space. So just committing to, you know, several recipes that are going to use the same sort of ingredients, building your meal plan for the week around that really helps um, to not overload your kitchen and end up with food overflowing from your pantry all over the place. Well, AJ, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us here on RV Out West to talk about your new cookbook, The Bus Life Kitchen. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful um, carnival season and then uh, enjoy the Pacific Northwest and all its wonderful offerings when you make it up here uh, this summer. Thanks so much Thanks for so having much. It's time for our pit stop, and today I'm going to share with you about a great little campground in northeastern Washington State, only eight miles from the small town of Republic, Curlew State Park. But first, I want to share a story about how this quaint campground ended up on my radar. My great-grandmother, Mimi, lived in Oxnard, California, and I am one of the lucky ones who has fond memories of my great-grandmother. These are not vague memories of stories that have been shared down to me. No. I have real childhood memories of times that I spent with her. She was an amazing woman. One such story, though, she shared with me about a lake so filled with fish that her and her husband, whom I had never met, used to pull their Airstream Argosy all the way north from Oxnard, California, up to Curlew State Park in Washington State. They would spend a lot of the summer camped at this lake, as my great-grandfather fished the mornings away. When she told me this story, her eyes would light up as the rush of memories flooded her. It was that twinkle that I knew I needed to see this place for myself. Fast forward 40-plus years later, and I found myself standing on the dock fishing with my own son and daughter. It was pretty magical. We came here in the summer of 2021 during the peak of a heat wave where the thermometer crested 115 degrees Fahrenheit. It was so hot and the weather really did a number on us and the families that we were camping with at times it did make it difficult for us to enjoy the surrounding beauty of this park i will say that even though we were camping deep in satan's taint we were still able to have some good times for fishing paddleboarding and evening tournaments of cornhole and washers with our tribe Curlew state park is an 87 acre camping park with 25 utility spaces 18 full hookup sites, and one dump station. 
Maximum site length is 40 feet with limited availability. Most hookup sites will take a 35-foot camping rig. If hookup sites are full, you can camp in the random area and expect a one- or two-day wait until one of the hookups is available. I will add that any digital nomads or remote workers looking to camp here, there is zero service in this campground, and there are not a lot of options for places to go and work during the day. You will more than likely spend your time chasing bars of cell coverage and data. This state park has a very mellow vibe. It's on the smaller side of state parks with a focus on the lake and water activities. There is a swimming area just south of the boat launch. While the outside temperature made our time here a challenge, this campground does make for a great host for family reunions or for groups of friends looking to camp next to each other. I do recommend that you take a look and perhaps put Curlew State Park on one of your camping to-do lists and uh, check it out next time you're in Eastern Washington. In our next episode in two weeks, I chat with Anna Roth of the Washington Trails Association, and we discuss hiking and trails around Washington State. Anna shares loads of beta on family-friendly hikes to hikes that will require a bit more experience. There is something for everyone in this episode. If you'd love to hike, are new to hiking, or looking to visit Washington State and are in search of trails, this is a great episode. In the meantime, please be sure to share with your friends and family about this podcast and head over to Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts and leave this show a rating and a review. If you've not yet subscribed to the show, please do so. That way you'll never miss an episode. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me at rv.out.west at gmail.com. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.